Hi everyone, welcome back to Iceback. In this season of Iceback, we'll be talking about the trials and tribulations of young adult life. I'm your host, T. And I'm your co-host, Aisha. Welcome. Okay, so welcome back everybody. Um, happy Women's History Month. I know we've Man. been gone for a while, but we are <laughs> back and better than ever and ready mm-hmm. to bring you some crazy crazy episodes we've been doing a lot of talking a lot of healing and that brings about this episode a lot has happened yeah a lot has happened (laughs) one month period definitely a lot a lot lot was unpacked yeah since our valentine's day episodes we've been having several personal situations that Mm -hmm. brought us to do a lot of healing and a lot of introspection and so mm-hmm. we decided to talk about it and help you guys through whatever you're dealing with as well. Yeah, for sure. We have a very special topic today, a very important topic as well. Today, we're going to be talking about boundaries, triggers, and healing. So let's get into it. Okay. Yeah, I think that in general, people underestimate how important it is to set boundaries. I think mm-hmm. that we talk about it a lot when it comes to relationships, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but people yeah. really fail to realize that they're so important, whether it's with family, friends, mm-hmm. like just your parents, any any relationship in general, every type of communication that you encounter, you need to yeah. set some type of boundaries. And when you yeah. fail to set mm-hmm. boundaries, that leaves room for disrespect, miscommunication, all uh-huh. of that, literally. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's be honest. I was one of those people, okay? I didn't think that setting boundaries were important. Like, was I, was I aware that I had boundaries? Obviously. But I didn't establish anything. I went into relationships ignoring the fact that I had to establish some sort of boundaries you know and that led to like you said a lot of disrespect a lot of miscommunication but at the same time I was aware of the disrespect and the miscommunication and I just I felt like I had a problem with it but was I was I brave enough to say something about it no I was not or every time I would say something the other person would just shut me down be like you're overreacting that itself is crossing my boundaries you know but then I was just like oh what about you I personally I feel like I've had very few instances where it was hard to set boundaries Mm -hmm. but that's just because I have a personality type where it's like on the contrary I speak up a lot more And so genuinely, Mm -hmm. I feel like people just know, like not to cross certain lines because I'm very open. Mm -hmm. As soon as something bothers me, I'll say it right then and there because I hate to have like anger or sadness or anything festering. So I'd rather just say it then and there. And I feel like that saved me a lot of time, like a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this question. (laughs) Let me ask you this question. Where do you think you need to establish boundaries? you personally where do you think you need to establish boundaries it really depends on what is most important to you and what you value in your life and your relationships I value my space my personal time 
I value, for example, my privacy. So those are things yeah. that I would, you know, have conversations about and let people know about as soon as I enter like a friendship or a relationship, you know, listen, I need my time. I need my space. And like, if I don't text you back, for example, it doesn't mean I hate you. I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm like that. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like we've literally had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's just for like, sure. I'm the type of person I'm very, I think I'm an ambivert. Like I'm extroverted to some degree, but I'm also mm-hmm. introverted to some degree. So when we go out okay. and when we do hang out, I'll be like mm-hmm. the most fun person. Like I'll, I'm, I'll be down for whatever. But if I'm yeah. dealing with something, <laughs> I'd rather just be alone and working by myself to like go through that. Okay. And I think that's an okay, example okay. of a boundary that you have to set. I know so many people who are literally like introverts and who have extrovert friends and they uh-huh. go out with them and they're constantly like emotionally exhausted because they're too afraid to say no to their extrovert friends. And it's mm-hmm. like, that is such an unhealthy state of mind to have. Do you have personal experiences in dealing with some type of people that have crossed your boundaries or are about to cross your boundaries? Um, I think in relationships, probably yes. I can't speak mm-hmm. of an exact example right now because I really don't know. But something that I see so often, for example, is when it comes to like girl best friends or something like that. Like, yeah. Okay. Flirting with different girls or liking different girls' pictures or mm-hmm. things like that. Personally, I'm very laid back. I don't really care that much, but I know yeah. a lot of girls who feel like that's a form of disrespect. And mm-hmm. that's a boundary that you set in a relationship. And I feel like exactly. if your partner doesn't respect that, then that's a form of disrespect. That means they don't mm-hmm. care about what you value. And so exactly. many women. I mean, I say women in general, but it's everyone, you know, so many people are so quick to let these little. Mm-hmm. What about friendships? I think in friendships, it's a lot easier to set boundaries because I feel like people are way more honest with their friends. I think the yeah. hardest is actually setting boundaries with family. Oh, that's true. Making your own decisions, especially like at our age, going into adulthood or young adulthood there's a lot of boundaries that we have to set you know when it comes Uh to our privacy our choices Mm -hmm. whether it's Mm career-wise romance you know our lifestyle and it's so difficult to have those conversations because those are people you love I think it's very easy to set boundaries with strangers co-workers but when it comes to your partner your your parents you know it's a lot more Mm -hmm. complicated that's true because you know how a lot of people say oh blood is thicker than water things go when really it's bothering them and then in the end it ends up to be a much bigger issue and you start to resent your partner which is really bad but at the same time boundaries are still boundaries and not only should you be able to establish these boundaries but you yourself you have to be able to respect if the other party were to establish a boundary 100%. I feel like a lot of people you know misunderstood or even would disrespect when it comes to me like in my past it would just be like your boundaries are not my boundaries so I don't care about it like it's not it's nothing uh, sad to say that like I think most of my relation my past relationships were like that 
you know but in friendships recently i had to establish a boundary Uh i had to remove (laughs) (laughs) i had to remove myself from that friendship i had to remove myself from that environment because what he said oops i mean yeah (laughs) <laughs> what they said <laughs> okay I mean what they said were I didn't I mean I never expected anything from the other party but at the same time I thought we just had this sort of like mutual respect for each other mutual yeah mutual respect for each other and like how we view each other as friends are like at the same level but then again you know I found out that that wasn't the case and that was never the case and not only was this person saying stuff about me, obviously, but he was, I kept on saying, he, I'm so sorry. I mean, they. <laughs> it's, they girl, it's too late. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, okay. They were just, they won't take accountability over what they said. And I do not respect that. So they're not my friend anymore. Okay, but do you think that, like you mentioned that you thought that you had this mutual respect, do you yeah. think that that assumption was maybe not to blame you, but that assumption mm-hmm. could have been part of why your relationship worked out that way? Because looking at our friendship, for example, yeah. I think that we have zero assumptions as in mm-hmm. we've discussed sure. our relationship and we've discussed what we're willing to do for each other and how we're going to support each other as friends yeah such a degree that it's impossible Mm -hmm. to just to leave room for anything else in between so if there were anything to happen with us we have to be held accountable because you know we've already mentioned like this Mm -hmm. is how I respect you and this is how I show it this is my way of showing love to my friends etc and I think that you really lack that in your relationship with that person that's true though because like for as long as me and that person have been friends, we've never really established anything, you know, boundaries wise, we were just kind of like going with the flow, you know, but at the same time, I guess that was my own fault. I didn't really express how I feel about the whole friendship, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, but I think it's both parties. I would say that a, a main cause of this is that People take friendships a lot less seriously than they take relationships. So they don't think that's that true. you need to discuss true. what it means to be a good friend. And that's why so that's many true. people have these arguments that end up with a 10-year or a five-year or a three-year friendship just ending suddenly. Yeah. Because they never yeah. set boundaries. No matter how long mm-hmm. you know someone, just because you've known them for a long amount of time mm-hmm. doesn't mean you know them well enough. And I, I think true. that people really misconstrue that idea of the more time you spend together, the more you love each other, the more respect you respect each other. No, no like, bitch. The actions, no. The actions <laughs> no. are going to show that. Not yeah, the time. For sure. For sure. Okay. I think this is sort of related to boundaries. What do you think of loving somebody in a relationship without attachment? What do you mean without attachment? Because here's the thing. You can love somebody, you can totally love somebody without being attached to them. Being attached to them means you making excuses, you being like actually like emotionally attached, you making room for like disrespect and whatnot. I mean, I'm mentioning this because I was that person. I love them, 
and I was also attached to them. But right now I'm trying to practice loving without attachment. I think that's impossible. I, I think that you're mis misinterpreting what it means to be attached because before mm -hmm. in your past relationships, from what I've seen, you had a lot of yeah. unhealthy attachments. But yeah. I don't think that attachment in itself is unhealthy as in you're in a relationship with your partner it's normal mm -hmm. for you to be attached to them to crave their attention their time their effort etc mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you have to leave room for disrespect within that commitment okay 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 and when you do get to establish these boundaries you make room you are making room for all the good that are about to come in your life 100%. and that's really what happened to me i'm like mm, this feels so good i'm like love it here I'm so <laughs> i love it here i love it here literally i love it here like when i say i genuinely feel like establishing boundaries is a form of self-respect it's a form of self-love it's a form of self-preservation because the more mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. establish your boundaries the more you attract relationships that are what you want like the more you you exactly. you're literally manifesting yeah the yeah. yeah 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 that's really what's happening to me now though like yeah. me and my my boo now like <laughs> <laughs> my boo no <laughs> me and my man like no for real um we're so open to each other and we're not afraid to express we say shit how it is you know and we just have this mutual respect and adoration for like one another that it's really it's all love it's all it's all and love. you guys have great communication like really, that's true that's true communication is is the root of it all and a lot of women complain that men won't communicate but they also don't put forward what they're actually feeling so that leaves That's true. room for error it's like when okay. your man asks you like are you mad at me or something and then you'll just ignore them like no. what are you doing or like, like no nah, i'm fine you know like you're contributing so, you know? to this problem you know yeah. once you feel that something isn't right just express it and maybe at the mm -hmm. time you are overreacting but at least you yeah. got it off your chest you know it's exactly, so important exactly. to have those conversations no matter how hard they are and then it becomes a habit you know one time mm -hmm. you'll have that conversation with your partner and it'll be awkward and maybe you won't have such a great communication but then the next time it'll be a lot easier and then maybe they'll yeah. come to you instead of you always going to them and it becomes yeah. A, yeah. a healthy cycle there are there are yeah. unhealthy cycles but you can also create healthy cycles in a relationship exactly yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah I love it here, guys. I love it here. I love it here. Once I literally, mm -hmm, I literally did. No, for real. I was just like, fuck. No, I wasn't having anything. I wasn't afraid to speak my mind anymore. I, and like for actually for the first time in my life, I'm not afraid to lose anybody but myself. Ooh. That's kind of sad to say, but like That's for the first quote. time in my life, I'm not afraid to lose anybody but myself. And I know I've been enough. But in the past, I didn't feel like I 100% deserved to be respected, to be loved, to be listened to. I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't so feel like I had to. That's because, that's why I kept on attracting 
people like that. Once you, once I established the boundaries, once I knew, once I forgiven myself, I'm like, it just blessings on blessings, you know? Okay. So let's talk about the healing process because the, the listeners might not know this, but this has been like a whole year a whole year Mm -hmm. of us having conversations you know about your relationships about my relationships yeah to come to this point where you're in a happy relationship you Mm -hmm. know I'm pretty much Mm -hmm. happily single you know we're Mm -hmm. we're both still healing in a number of matters but I I truly believe that in in the relationship side at least we've done a lot of self-worth a lot that's true that's true but at the same time I guess like before we started healing we didn't think I mean at least for me I didn't think anything was wrong with me you know I didn't think anything was wrong with me and I was just like why am I attracting these people into my life and then once I actually did the shadow work and I'm like oh this is why because to a extent I am a, a part of me what I'm yeah I think that I think I knew there was something wrong because I obviously same as you you know I kept attracting people who Mm -hmm. weren't aligned with the values that I had and yeah but I didn't know where to start yeah we know that (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where to start and then I don't know I think that slowly but surely uh, I mean I guess we can get into shadow work and how that goes it's kind of complicated I wouldn't say Mm -hmm. there's like a step you know there's not like a routine that I can say is gonna work for everyone but I think that the one thing that I would stress is self-reflection you know okay just recognize and journal, you know, write about it. Yeah, talk, about talk to it, yourself. Affirm it and find yeah. out what is the root of the problem, you know. For mm-hmm. us, it could have stemmed from a lack of self-confidence that led us to lowering our standards, whether it's in uh-huh. relationships or friendships. It could have been from... Family. Yeah, it could stem from family issues, yeah. just from the way that you've watched your parents interact and your parents relationship if you have divorced parents or even if you had parents who were married but not happily married yeah so much of what and it could come from media too media assimilation like yeah the way that toxic relationships are so romanticized all of these Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. are things that you need to unlearn yeah and so healing is just taking all of those things into account and letting go and forgiving yourself I feel like forgiving yourself is so important like I kept on acknowledging these parts of myself but at the same time I found myself falling back to feeling guilty falling back to hating myself and being like why did I do that why did I do that why did I do this why did I say that why did I let him into my life why did I let them treat me that way but forgiving yourself is I, I feel like the first step to healing is definitely acknowledging what you did in the past and forgiving yourself and then comes yeah. the other work also and then you get more thankful. deeper just I think for that sure. it, it was sure. so easy for me in the past to 
have these like waves of depression because I would just assume the worst out of everything and any anyone in my life and I would just be like Mm -hmm. there's not one good person in my life you know like that teenage rage you know that I'm sure we've all had at some point but Uh once you recognize (laughs) that everyone is dealing with something and yet there's always going to be someone who's going to be there for you whether it's a family member a friend a teacher um, yeah. there's always someone there for you never feel like you're alone because that's 100% not true especially now mm-hmm. I know that everyone has like internet friends social media friends yeah. you always have someone to lean on and once you're actually expressed mm-hmm. the gratefulness for alone. those people that you do have yeah there, from there comes a lot more positivity and there comes more relationships that are going to help Amen. you I Amen. genuinely feel like you attract positivity by radiating positivity Positivity. and it's not always so true it's not always easy it's 100% gonna be hard some days you're gonna want it's a process f this you know like Mm -hmm. I I don't believe anyone loves me or whatever but at the end of the day even if you don't feel like you have a support system try to become your own support system system. yeah Yeah, for sure because if you really love yourself enough you don't need to crave attention you don't need to crave love from anybody Mm -hmm. truly truly. Mm -hmm. I found myself doing that in the past you know I had the I had I thought I had a lot of self-love for myself but then again I kept on looking for it in other people you know and that was where I had the one of the things I had to work on knowing that I'm enough I myself I'm enough you know like I don't I don't need validation or acceptance from nobody I don't care I literally now I'm like I don't care what other people think of me I do not I don't give no fucks you know okay should we talk about triggers okay let's talk about I, I feel like triggers are it, it's like a buzzword like since 2020 I've heard this word so many times which is yeah. funny because I kind of went to a high school where there was a lot of conversation on mental health and so I kind mm-hmm. of grew up hearing that word a lot and then mm-hmm. now it's kind of normalized to give trigger warnings content warnings etc yeah and I think yeah. that a lot of people are still uneducated about how important triggers are a lot of people think that it's just like you're oversensitive you're a snowflake why do you need a warning for everything (sighs) Uh but but truly they're just as important as boundaries you know once exactly. you see that 100% triggers you or something triggers your partner it's mm-hmm. also your responsibility to make sure that you're not you know doing that anymore because you respect yeah. that person enough mm-hmm. I I genuinely can't remember an example where I was highly triggered by something recently for me in the past again this is in relationships um I would get triggered when they would say things that relate to wanting to leave me you know yeah I would get so triggered and instead I would go into this whole spiral of don't leave me lolly yada 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 I'd be doing the most that literally literally (laughs) 
Literally. Yeah. They would threaten to leave me and I'd just be there like, don't, man, no, what the, what the fuck, you know, (laughs) like, no, no, because like, I was so scared of, then again, you know, like, I was so scared of not having them in my life, so instead, I would rather have them in my life and let them disrespect me than just to fully be alone and have nobody disrespect me. That was how I functioned in the past. It sounds fucked up, but yeah, that was me, you know. it's crazy because all these emotional triggers they come from you know something like like we mentioned they can come from family issues etc and Mm -hmm. I also do believe that you can heal from certain triggers as in yeah your relationship with yourself and others improves I think that some of the things that used to trigger me in the past now I can kind of move past them I think that I Uh used to be a very reactive person um yeah uh, well yeah so I'm of African descent so obviously Uh I've been I've dealt with some situations where I was told a racist comment for example and like growing up my first instinct was you know to react to talk back not obviously not say anything offensive back well racially offensive back but I would always you know try to defend myself you know be like why are you saying that or something like you know and I think that yeah slowly I'm not saying like violence isn't the answer like sometimes you do need to be aggressive back if someone is like being violent towards you but I think that I realized that that type of behavior comes from insecurity and so there's no reason for me to react that badly because to be honest I know who I am and I'm proud of my skin color and I'm proud of where I come from amen and so that's that's also part of healing is to sometimes understand Mm -hmm. where your triggers come from and to Mm -hmm. think into those feelings but to also know when to step away from them yeah for sure for sure, for sure. I don't know. Like, I, I think that trigger warnings, I'm really glad that they're becoming more and more common. And I hope that it mm-hmm. it opens up conversations for people more than just yeah. here, you know, here's a trigger warning. Also, let's talk about, you know, why that can be triggering. Because if yeah. If it's so triggering, why are we even posting that content on social media in the first place? You know, I think that sometimes you also need to have these conversations because I think that now, especially in our generation, people are so open to anything and everything. I mean, like TikTok, for example, it's an app where you have to be, I think, 13 to be on the app. But there's there's a lot of sensitive content on the app that I would not want to like if I had a 13 year old child I wouldn't want them to be exposed to that for example so I guess it's just interesting to see how the world you know moves and reacts to more and more conversation about mental health and how that's intertwined with you know social media and technology developments for sure but yeah I I think that we can definitely use that as a tool as well I think that we can use social media to heal I mean me myself I've learned so much even from Twitter from YouTube videos so much about astrology spirituality manifestation mental health 
like self-diagnosis and et cetera and et cetera. And it's just like, we have an abundance of information right now. It's just all about how we use that information. Same with this podcast. That's why I really hope that you guys don't just listen, but also try to take action. When we talk about these things, it's also to spark conversations with you guys too. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ice Black. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ice Black Podcast and our Twitter at From Ice Black. Thank you so much for tuning in again. See you guys Thank on the you. next episode. Stay sexy. Stay, stay cute. Sexy. Stay aligned. Love you yeah. guys. Love you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.